Women Rising. Once again, it's um, Wednesday today. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm here with Eleanor Dobbs, who is also Ellie Taylor, who's also Ellie Dobbs. Yeah. You're known by lots of different names. Well, in Gibraltar, I kind of get given a lot of names. Oh, good names. (laughs) Well, Speak Freely has been there, but yeah, no, Mm. no, it's all good. Good. So Ellie, um, apart from being a mate, is uh, an artist, an illustrator. She's very, very good at what she does. In fact, uh, two of her pictures are here in my house, which I'm very honoured to have. And she's done some incredible stuff. She's very unassuming. You are unassuming. You don't really boast about your claim to fame. (laughs) But when we heard that you'd illustrated the Harry Potter books. How did you get involved with her? Oh, um, How did you meet her? When I first started illustrating, I was actually living in Tarifa, mid-twenties. I was down there for about four years, living the little artistic lifestyle. I loved it. And I started um, selling my work locally there, um, in like small drawings, small paintings. And I built up a portfolio and I was able to get an agent in the UK for illustration, um, uh, encouraged by my sister, who's the, a publisher. And my sister was actually the publisher of the Harry Potter series. So when I, I did a few jobs for Bloomsbury at that time, uh, I would do these black you know, black line, you know, introductions and uh, chapter opening illustrations and things like that. And she said, oh, we've got this book. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not the first one isn't even published yet, but the author wants to um, have the school crest at the front of the book. Yeah. And um, I was given a sketch done by now. I seem to remember I was given a sketch done by J.K. Rowling at the time. And then I took myself off to the library in Tarifa up at the Plaza de Aranes, a lovely library, and I got a book out, because this is pre, pre-internet, really. And I got a book out on heraldry and um, came up with this design for her. Amazing. Her and, first book? Yeah. I remember faxing it over wow. the old school way. Wow. And um, I hadn't even read the entire first book at that point. I was just given an indication of what it was about. And then and, and then you get to deal with her herself. I did get to deal with her uh, a couple of times. I met her a few times, yeah. And what's that like? I was I was quite starstruck by the time I was meeting her, I have to say. I'm and, sure. And, and because it, it, it ballooned very quickly, that the phenomenon of Harry Potter. So by the time I was really meeting her she was surrounded by a buffer of people. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, she was already like, yeah, 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 super it famous. happened so fast. Yes. But, you know, I remember having a conversation with her. Well, it was a very interesting conversation. It was, again, about being free of um, the people who hold you back. So, so your design of the crest yes. is the one that is carried through all Absolutely the books. Absolutely, never been changed. Never been changed. I can see it in socks. So on your name, duvet your covers. name, yes, everywhere. You know, going to Primark That's and there amazing. it is. I mean, How I do get a huge feel? amount of pleasure when I see kids yeah. walking along the street, and I'm like, "Hey, guys, I drew, I, I drew that. I, I drew that. that. I know." And they look very at you like cool. you're mad. Very cool. You it's are very, very cool. So tell me, uh, were you always good at art? How did you start? How did you discover you were an artist? I've always drawn. I've always drawn. I had. I was um, the last child um, in quite a big family, and there was a big gap between me and my older brother. And I, I spent quite a lot of time by myself as a kid. 
and um, in the middle of Scotland, on a farm in the middle of Scotland. And yeah, drawing and um, being in my own imaginative world was something that sustained me in that time. I remember being really happy in a fantasy world, basically. And just sketching all your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember doing it. And um, I used to draw horses, you know, okay. little kid in Scotland, drew horses. And um, would make up stories in that way. And uh, then I went off to study art- architecture. I was going to ask you. Yeah. So when I when I went to study, I, I did architecture because I my mother turned around to me. I said, I'd like to be an artist. And she was uh, quite stoic. I mean, this was a woman who was a self-employed novelist and journalist. So in the arts herself. And she just turned around and she said, oh, don't do that. You'll never earn any money. And because I was a dutiful daughter, I was like, well, I won't do that then because you're not going to support this. So I went off and became an architect. Yeah. And, of course, she was very proud and, uh, you know, could tell all her mates what the, you know, architect, architect. And then, of course, after about four years of being an architect, I phoned her up one day and I said, I I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Really? Four years? Yeah. I mean, I fully qualified. I fully qualified. No, I did uh, all those seven years of training, basically. Enjoyed it, got a, a you know a very good degree and a diploma, and then just woke up one morning and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So I moved to Spain. I moved here. I moved just along the coast from here mm. and started painting murals. So what brought you to this end of the yeah, world? Yeah, Jessica Darch. Ah, always your Jessica friend Darch, Jess. my best buddy. Yes. So yeah. So, so you knew her from school. I knew her from first year at college. So since we were eighteen. Right. And she had come back to home for her and had started painting murals in the mid-90s when it was all the rage, you know. Mm. And, it, and you turned, you know, all the houses were all these amazing paint finishes and everything. And I brought my portfolio. I remember I brought my portfolio over thinking I would stay for about a month, four years later. Yeah, here you were. <laughs> I'd changed career. Yeah. It was good. So you started illustrating for a living? Yeah, here, here. Here? Right. And did here, you get, did you right. get work? Yeah. Here or uh, um, from abroad? Well, the thing is, I was earning a living in Tarifa, I remember, just by selling my paintings in a really lovely gallery, the Casa Maria, and it was just gorgeous, yeah. But then I, then I, I you know, started uh, to get agency work and, and started illustrating books. And what was your link to Gibraltar? Well, just because Tarifa was nearby? Or? Oh, no, the, the link, yes, and I used to come here for various things, and I was found <laughs> it very curious, and this was the mid-'90s when Gibraltar was... I mean, the frontier was, you know, still just, quite raw yeah, in that just sense. Opened. And um, I would come here for stuff, like mm. things I needed, or actually to, just to get a little bit of home, a sense mm. of home, even though I never compare Gibraltar to Britain. I, they, they're incomparable. Mm. Um, and uh, then we also had a very good friend from, uh, from university, Elaine Navarro, and he and my husband and I would keep in touch with Elaine, see him, always be down here on holiday and hang out together. And then, yeah, jobs st- started to lure us to Gibraltar. And that was over 10 years ago. Wow. That's cool. Let me just... Um... So where do you get your inspiration from, Ellie? Oh, um, the ordinary, wonderful things in life. Sometimes, cele- and I do believe this strongly, that when you celebrate the small things, when you notice the small things, and it can be a couple walking down the road or the way a woman holds her dog on a lead, especially in this place, you know, the, there's curiosities around every corner and you don't have to look far. 
it's always under your nose. Mm. And so, yeah, I I do love to kind of document my life through simpler things like the way I feel about my children or sitting down at a table and drawing a knife and fork and a plate and a glass of wine. Just the beautiful... Seeing seeing something. Yeah, the beautiful special things that are generally right there in front of you. Well, I remember when you came to to see me last year when I had my double knee up. Yeah. And you sat on that armchair. Yeah, and did And you liked liked the the light coming in through the window. And you sketched that lovely little picture I have over there. yeah. That kind of thing you were doing, actually every letter of the alphabet. Yes. And you had a sketch for every letter of the alphabet. Yes, yes. And I, think I, got, was, I think I might have got bored around P. No, mine was W window. Oh. <laughs> so I don't, wasn't it? Maybe I was maybe. jumping ahead. Maybe no, Main, was, maybe M, Main Street. Main Street. Maybe. Mm-hmm. M for Main Street. Ah. I was doing the alphabet well, there of Gibraltar. It is. Pride of place. Yeah. Um, what what's your style? I mean, do you have a style? Um, oh. Some 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 people, you know, I'm architects really have versi- styles. I'm right? really versatile. I mean, I've just come, as you can see, I'm covered in painting clothes, looking particularly interesting in my cut off mm, dungarees. Because uh, I've been painting a mural on, well, finishing the mural on ragged stuff with Jessica, and so you know, I can paint on something the size of a large building. Yeah. And I, then I can take it down to a tiny etching. I I have no restriction. I mean, I do have a style when it comes to my illustrating. Mm, but no, I mean, I can do... I, I love doing big acrylic paintings. I, I mean... Have you done... what? what some, mm, tell, us, tell me some of the things well, that you... Well, I mean, I, I have had a paint... I did a portrait. The, the BP... Um, there's a BP uh, portrait award every year for, at the National Portrait Gallery in London. And uh, it used to be called 40 Under 40, but they kind of opened it up to other age groups. But, yes... Um, I, I have, I had a, I, I was selected to have a portrait in there. And so, yeah, I mean, I've, I get bored very quickly. I'm, I think I might be a bit like scatty like that. Mm. So I, I tend to flit between one thing and the other. I mean, I'll do something and I'll be like, well, that's fine. Maybe it's a bit of imposter syndrome, which we, I'm sure we all have. I'm like, but I'll just go back and do something else that I haven't done for a while and then I'll move and then I'll do something else. So I'm constantly uh, reinventing, yeah, re- reinventing yourself. Reinventing what Which I can is, do. keeps you vibrant, no? Keeps you, I think it keeps you vibrant. Keeps I mean, you in the moment. I've been at it long enough that I think it works, whatever I do. And where are your, where are your pictures, your paintings, your etchings, where do they, anywhere famous that they hang apart from my house? In collections, I mean, people buy them. Um, I, I mean, I, I do sell them individually, but m- most of my bread and butter work, you might call it, has been in book publishing. Okay. So, you know, and I get the artwork back and it all sits in a very big plan chest in my house. And one day somebody's going to have to deal with that. Hope to God it's not me. So it's all... Yeah, away. I just keep it. I because you've recently it. illustrated the new Peter Rabbit books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, and did I, the, how did that come I mean, about? I do two or three of those books a year, and I mean, that's a huge body of work. Um, because the it's all, the whole book is illustrated. Yeah, yeah, everything, everything, and it's old school. It's all pen and ink, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no computerised, you know, procreate in it at all. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, what they get is what you see in the books. Um, I was approached... Um, over 10 years ago, actually, um, when Emma Thompson, the actress Emma Thompson, was um, 
uh, commissioned to rewrite the Peter Rabbit stories. They'd never really been advanced beyond the um, existing stories, which they regurgitated, you might say. Mm. Uh, so she wrote three new adventures for him, and I illustrated them, and that was really good fun. Wow. Did you meet her? Yeah, she was great. <gasps> really? Yes. Well, she really just, great. Well, you start start No. She's no, kind of yeah, very normal. Um, and we did events together and things like that. And I really enjoyed working with her and I liked her humour and I thought she was a really good choice for those books. Wow, that's cool. So yeah. when, when did the books come out? Oh, they've, they've been out they're for some out time. Already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, you know, they were the initial ones. So that was 10 years ago, actually, that those oh, books came out. What do you, as an artist, enjoy doing the most? Oh. I mean, if you had a choice and you could only do that for one day or something. For one day. <laughs> well, you know, what do you, what gives you the most, well, I suppose okay, that's a different kind of question. I would actually say that one of the things that I get most pleasure out of now as an artist is sharing my practice with other young artists and emerging artists. I like teaching, I like um, mentoring and sharing any knowledge that I can impart. I just love that. And that's definitely where something like the Rock Retreat came from. I wanted to talk to you yeah, about the Rock I mean, Retreat. I love teaching children. I love working with children. I find them hugely inspirational. I take what I get out of a class of sharing with children mm. and I will bring it back into my own work. I'll bring it back into kind of the freshness of how I approach. I would have stagnated years ago if I hadn't been teaching as a, a kind of support to my work. It's really important. Do you, do you teach in England? Do you go to schools in England? Um, I, I tend to run clubs, yeah. I, oh, you run, do? I, I run illustration clubs and I teach children, especially children who have particular additional needs. So, okay. so people who have been um, struggling in any way, I find art and teaching them through the way I teach helps people a lot. Mm. Yeah, and I, and I feel really proud of that. Really delighted to be here with Michelle today talking about the Rock Retreat, which is the writers and illustrators residency that we ran for the first time in May 2022 with the full support of people in Gibraltar, funded by people of Gibraltar, businesses and charities alike. We reached international emerging artists and illustrators, and more importantly, we reached local school children who were inspired by the work that we did. I am proud to now be on the cultural map of this very special place and to be inviting people to apply whenever we have a reach out, a call out. But if you are interested in becoming part of our network, I would like you to contact us at therockretreats.com or on Instagram at therockretreat. The Rock Retreat, how did that come about? I mean, that was oh, a huge... Success. I really take okay. my hat off to you well, for organising I mean, So that. I've I've been lucky enough to kind of split my time between here, Gibraltar, and London for the last 10 years. Um, a little bit restricted by the fact that my kids, who are now getting older and older every minute, um, are less reliant upon me in London, so I'm kind of a bit more here and a little bit less there. Um, so... Um, as I kind of watched Gibraltar and kind of got more and more curious and linked into some of the support networks in Gibraltar for creatives, like Cultural Services, Jib Kitchen, all of these amazing people that I kind of felt that would be really great to work with and have really enjoyed working with, actually. Um, and then we, we've built it up, really. We built up a I've built up a relationship uh, with people here. 
And then I think it was during one of the lockdowns, I was out cycling with Sarah, my sister, um, at a distance. And um, I said, you know, when this is all over, as if we could believe it would be. I think this was the first lockdown, so don't know where we got that idea. Uh, when this is all over, what would you like to do? And I said, well, I'd like to run a residency in Gibraltar. And I, I was being a bit vague about it. I was like, for artists? And she's like, oh, come on, let's get specific. We have our skills, mm. publishing, illustrating. It's needed. People need to co communicate with each other, need to get into the same room again when this is all over. And so we quickly came with the idea that we should have a a residency here in Gibraltar that was specific to children's publishing and uh, getting that information out to a diverse group of people. And, of course, what better diversity do you get than the British Overseas Territories? And, of course, Brilliant. that was my, was that was my kind idea. of idea. And like, how did you oh, get well, them all over? I mean, did you I sponsorship? I called up. Every business in Gibraltar? Uh, well, I, I got the sponsor. <laughs> I was able to get sponsorship here. It was just the generosity and the interest of people by just literally cold calling. Well, no, not cold calling. People who I was put in touch with by, yeah. by friends, by yeah. you and everything. Just people who I felt that would want to support something like this in Gibraltar. Another thing that we wanted to do was bring in diverse voices to children's publishing. And... I find Gibraltar to be a, a very healthy and diverse community. Yeah. Um, I, I, I seek it out here and I enjoy that and I, I think it should be celebrated. Mm. And uh, so I called up the uh, the ministries of cultures in across the Caribbean particularly and I was just like... You just well, rang people's offices up? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Spent an evening doing that and or a few evenings and um, I was like, well, we're... You know, our cultural services are supporting two attendees. You should do the same and get people over here. And then we we'll have these links. And we did. And we really. And how did. many people did you bring over? Nearly 30, 28, 30. Unbelievable. I mean, it's pretty good. Or from, from different parts of the Commonwealth. Yeah, from different parts of the Commonwealth. Uh, yes, I think that would be the Mostly. best way to put it. Yeah. Sadly, we had two attendees, one from Ethiopia, one from, um, from Nigeria, who were ready to attend but couldn't get their visas through in time. And oh, that's all due to Brexit. Yes. Otherwise, it would have been a bit quicker. But next time. Mm. They're ready and waiting for the next visit. So they came to Jib. You yeah. had a whole week of yeah. um, entertaining them. I know. I remember I, I gave a little talk oh, about... I, I gave a little talk about my podcast. The way people and how, together. How I, they all loved it. They were, it was so nice to meet them. They were so full of Jib and how wonderful Jib is. And do you realise where this has taken people? They all want to come back. They all want to... Yes. Uh, there's a couple of people who weekly will be like posting i just miss it there i just want to be back yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if 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 we get future links and we will over the years get incredible mm. links between um between the, uh, the creators from there and from here and so they, um, they came and they and they interacted with school children they didn't because we couldn't really support um uh, the attendees doing that but we all all us all us facilitators ran workshops in schools right. at the same time because Again, going back to my interest of teaching and knowing that you can't be what you don't see. So if you, if you can get into schools and be like, okay, these amazing illustrators are here, you know, look at see, look and see our authors, see what we were doing. The children responded brilliantly to it, and the schools mm. responded, you know, fast and really brilliantly to it. And uh, and you had the support I, of the Ministry of Culture. I did, huh? I did. I had full support from the Ministry of Culture and the Cultural Services. Services, yeah. And um, financial, logistical, 
emotional, quite I would a, say. Quite a thing to organize, to put everybody up. And well, I have to say, I mean, afterwards, when, when May had finished and the, and the residency was over, I had lived and breathed it for 10 months. Yeah. Mm. And when it was over, I mean, I, I went, I spiraled. I mean, I was literally, I would get up in the morning and just not know what to do with myself. Coming together now. Yeah. But it's amazing when you when you run on that sort of adrenaline, you get something so going long. and you make something happen. Yes. It's an incredible It was a feeling. huge success. Yeah. So, yeah. And you're going to be doing it again? Yeah, we're going to do what, it in 2024. What are your plans for it? So it's going to be biannual. We've, we've realised that that's the best way to do it. Um, also because um, Sarah, who was the co-coordinator of, of the um, residency, has a lot of links in um, Ghana and is has been invited to Ghana to, to kind of take this whole concept of the rock retreat and what we did here there and so the rock retreat is actually going to ghana in june 23 next year yes wow so we're gonna be we're going to be doing a call out for two um creatives from 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 gibraltar to come with us and at the moment i'm in discussion to have full funding for them Wow. Which is really cool. Really good. Yeah, yeah. So... And how do you choose two people? Well, we'll, well, we'll do... We'll, we, know, we, we know more and more how to choose, you know. We know more and more how, who we think would benefit most from it. And um, some people hadn't uh, quite heard about the opportunities that we were running for the, uh, during, this, during this week here in Gibraltar. And I'm, I'm meeting people now, you know, who are like, oh, my God, when are you doing it again? Can I apply? Yeah. So, you know, we were, we, we'll be putting out the call out for that in um, just after Christmas, I imagine, for, for the June. Well, if anyone's listening and wants to support. Yeah, well, yeah, support or just make sure that you get your children's stories and children's illustration concepts going because this is a real thing now. And Gibraltar should Exciting. be seen. Gibraltar really should be seen as one of the hubs. This is what happens in children's publishing. They mm. have, you know, there's a couple of kind of hubs around the world where people start to make things happen. It becomes noted. It becomes known. It becomes valued in the mm. industry. A couple of there's already been a couple of publishing contracts signed from the people who came. Wow. Yeah. With who? With um, publishing companies, yes, Hub Collins, okay. yeah, that's fantastic. And I saw that Iqbal, one of the guys, who, uh, he yes did something. I saw yeah, it yeah. on Instagram. He, he, he's uh, uh, I think third prize in the Evening Standard um, short story competition, which is a huge, a huge competition. Yes, um, I've noticed that another person is already being published in 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 anthologies. We've got a network of people in the Caribbean who are considering starting their own publishing house. So you're moving things. Well, yeah. You're moving things and people. Yeah. That's what you want to do. I think get as I get creative. older and longer yes. in the tooth, that's what I'm probably yes. quite good at doing. So future plans. I mean, oh. what? How? How's the next sort of few months looking? Okay. Well, I'm off to I'm off to Ghana on uh, in about two weeks to do some school workshops uh, at the International School in Accra under the umbrella of Rock Retreat, and um, I want to form links with. Um, Primarily secondary schools here, the secondary schools here, and um, the international school there. And mm. we want to we want to build a community around the Commonwealth Essay Writing Prize between Ghana, the Caribbean, and Gibraltar, and have this wonderful triangle of creativity going on between the schools. Wonderful! So yeah, you're so off to Ghana. Have you been before? No. I'm very excited. Yes. Is I've your sister going to? Very, yes, of course. We go everywhere together. Great! <laughs> How nice. That's yeah. going to be interesting. And then after that, because your children live in England. Yeah. 
Um, You've got very creative kids. Yeah. Um, creative well, and colourful uh, children. Yeah. So, well, Louis's back in London, which is great. In, working as a chef. Working as a chef, having trained as a dancer all his life. I think that's been a big learning curve for me this year. Mm how to relinquish the plans that you've had in your head for somebody. And we were just talking about this, you know, like, got it all planned, got it all set out, and then they turn around to you and say, well, just in the same way that I had trained as an architect and then decided not to be an architect, mm. Louis's done the same thing with dance and he's um, moved away from dance and into... And he's cooking. Creative cookery. And so how does he cook for you? Oh, God, he's a great cook. He's great, he? And it's good to have him back in London. It's nice. Nice. So when I'm there, I see him. Good. Um, and in Jib, what's happening in Jib apart from the rock retreat in 2024? Um, I want to do more murals. Else? Okay, so murals you could just commission to I do them, are you? I love doing the murals. I love working with Jessica. I mean, it's physical, it's hard work. I'm far too old and creaky for it, but I love it. So and, the one that uh, you're doing now is just the bottom bit on yeah, down right stuff that you're, we're fi fixing you're fixing. Something that. Yes, I saw this morning as else. I went past. We've done a lovely job. Yeah. I'm proud. Yeah. But I think everybody can now breathe a sigh of relief that it's no longer just a battleship um, grey yes. streak along the bottom. It's done. Everybody can get back in. Mm. And uh, the, the the comments as the cars were going by are just hysterical. Really? Were people shouting? Oh, yeah, you people you were shouting, thank God you finished it. Oh, that looks better. People take photographs, speak freely, went mad, apparently. Really? Oh, haven't yeah. seen anything I today. I get involved in that. <laughs> um, that's so, cool. So that's, that's really cool. good. So I'm that's so commissioned by the government, that. obviously. Yeah, we're, we're doing that on behalf of the Street Art Committee, I think. Yeah, good. I think that's it. There's a so really I'm, cool one in, in, in Casemates in the tunnel. There's a John Lennon I like figure. Have you lot. seen that? I like, I like the style. That a lot. Yes, He's, that's quite cool. Well, we've got we've got we've got one that we've got up our sleeve that we're really hoping Ooh. we can convince everybody to do. Watch this space. Oh, exciting! One. We need to mention the Octopus House. Oh my! Well, that's where it all started because it's a landmark. Yeah, it is. That's where it all started on I, the way up to the Moorish Castle. I am very proud to say that actually I had nothing to do with that in terms of the decision making. Um, at that point, I was just uh, coming to see a building site, and then Alex. And Jessica, we're like, we're just, uh, it's okay, Ellie, don't worry about it, but we're just going to paint a very big octopus on the side of our house, yeah? Mm. And uh, so Jessica got onto that and did it. She did it. She did it. She did it. She, 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 she got the scaffolding, she did it. And then Alex realised that perhaps he hadn't done something, like maybe he hadn't asked for planning permission for it. Okay. So there was a bit of a furore about it, but... It did get through. It did pass. I think it was popular enough that people weren't negative about it. Mm. I think um, it but we had our knuckles wrapped. And um, after that, I think that's when uh, that, that whole street art initiative came about because they were like, yes, we do want more of this, but we want it to be managed in a way that people don't just go crazy and start doing their own buildings. We want it to be in some way approved mm. by a committee. And then since then, more and more people are painting yeah. the backs of their houses. You know, that was, seen quite, I had I've an idea one. the other day. I was like, imagine you set up a school in Gibraltar for street art because you could teach people how to do it. Yeah, and I mean, in Estepona, international, exactly. in Estepona, there's and a whole get, street. Yeah, I'm thinking you could get um, international artists to come and run effectively residencies around that. You, I think it'd yeah. be quite an interesting idea. And it spruces up a bit. It, it livens up some dull areas. Yeah. We've also done the on the way to um, Hargraves. The football pitch. If you walk from the Queen, old oh, Queen Cinema oh, through that, that little tunnel you bit, that? yeah, yeah, that, how, I that, you've of, got your the, Battle of Trafalgar there, haven't yeah, you? Well, it's actually 
sort of a ruined Gibraltar, actually. Okay. It's like a, it's like a, those paintings that were done by artists like Piranesi and Turner, which were really um, fashionable at the, in the sort of 18th century to do um, cities, that, places that you know, but paint them as ruins. Mm. And then, so I thought that was quite a quite a beautiful way of seeing the view across the straits out towards Morocco and you're standing in Gibraltar. I mean, it works really well in that, in that tunnel. In that little tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, it's really Good. nice. It's kind of romantic. Well, I don't go there very often, but when I do, I always, it always reminds me of you. And now every time I go down Ragged Staff, it'll remind me of you too. <laughs> yeah, the sea part, thank the you. The sea part. So, Ellie, thanks for chatting to me. We've oh. been talking for a while. I, one last question that I ask everybody. Yeah. Who do you look up to and why? Well, you know, just coming in here today, Michelle, I do look up to you. Really? For, for the things oh, that we've been chatting about before. I'm flattered. Yeah, I do. I look up to my children and I look up to my family. I value my family very much. Very yeah. important. Yeah. I mean, their support, their, the, way that, the way that families, you know, we, we put up with each other, we put up with hell from each other, and then we support each other. There's no one else who you can really rely upon that for. So, yeah, and I know, you know, in Gibraltar, how close and how important family is and i just think value them value yeah. them thank you very much for being here it's been thank a pleasure you. oh thank you You've been listening to Women Rising, a series of talks where I've chatted to fabulous and inspirational women exclusively about their lives and their losses, their struggles and their successes, and their contribution to this world where they are empowering others and making a huge difference in our community. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a huge thank you also to Beatrice Garcia, who has designed and painted the podcast icon. She's at BeatriceGarcia.com. Should you like to advertise your business on my podcast, please get in touch and please like and rate the show on your favorite listening platform and comment also if you can. And should you want to get in touch with me, my email is rougejib at gmail.com.